Welcome to Epiphany Brooklyn's podcast. I am Brandon Watts, lead pastor here at Epiph. Thanks so much for tuning in. Our desire is to join Jesus in his mission to redeem our city. May God bless you as you listen and consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Grace and peace. Hallelujah. You guys can be seated. You guys can be seated. Ah, Lord, Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Father. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. My name is Ade Bambo Oluwatimilene Ogunfora. But, but, you know, you, you can call me Timmy, though. People call me Timmy. You know, just, uh, I, I, I really, that, that song has been, been on my heart for, for just like, that week, man, and every time I, I listen to it, I just start to ball out and cry. And I, and I'm not that guy. I'm, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a manly man. You know what I mean? No, we don't, we don't cry. We just tear up a little bit. You know, we just tear up a little bit. But it's just, I'm not crying out of like a, a place of somber. I'm not crying out of a place of like morbidness. But I'm just saying, like, how good is the God that we serve, yo? Amen. And, you know, I, I think um, early on in my, 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 my Christian walk, I, I was more, I guess, infatuated. I was more focused on, like, the rules. What do I do to be holy? How do, I, I looked at the Bible as, like, this, this manual, this, this holy manual on, on how I can obtain righteousness. And, you know, that's good. That's good for, 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 for your maturity, for your maturation. But, but as I started to grow, as I started to get, you know, a little bit more mature in my my. my, my my faith walk as I, the gray start graying, you know what I mean? As the gray start graying, I, I started to, to realize like the way that I'm look, I, I ought to look at the Bible is to, to understand the character of God. Understand the character of God. Who is God to me? Who, what does God want from me and with me? And, and, and more importantly, what assignment what what identity that God that God wants with me and I think that that's what we're gonna do today with this scripture and I'm gonna call on the awesome Chelsea to come help me out she's gonna help us read this scripture you got it up okay cool amen Matthew 5, 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Thanks be to God. Amen, amen. So uh, the title of today's sermon is called Be These, Salt and Light, Understanding Your New Identity. Let's pray. Father God, we are so desperate of you, Lord. Lord, if, if, if you're not in our presence today, Lord, we, we meet in vain, Lord. So we ask you to come and fill this place up. We ask you to bring your Holy Spirit, oh Lord, to come 
and prick the hearts of men, O oh Lord. Lord, we ask you to, to, to massage the hearts of men so they would receive your word, Lord, that they would receive it well, O oh Lord, and that it would be applicable, O oh Lord. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you have your way, O oh Lord. Have your way with the service. Have your way in our lives. Have, our way, have your way in this church, Lord. We pray all that in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. All right, all right. Um, like I mentioned, my name is Timmy. Uh, I have the honor. I think some of you guys know me. Some of you guys might not know me. Uh, I had the pleasure and the honor to serve as a alongside Pastor Brandon as an as a elder um, from 2019 to about 2020. So um, one thing that I, I do want to say, Pastor Brandon is such, a, such an honorable dude, man. I know that a lot of people see him <coughs> outwardly and they see him, you know, just up here and, and uh, you know, see him preaching. But like, I got to really walk alongside him and, and I seen him, you know, He's, he's not perfect, you know what I mean? He's, I've seen him at his you know, low points. I've seen him you know, while he was angry. But I, I, one thing that I would say about Pastor Brandon is he is an honorable dude. He is an honorable dude. He's a godly dude. And the Bible tells us that uh, our, 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 our pastors, our elders, the apostles, they, they, they're worthy of double honor. And I'm telling you, Pastor Brandon, Ty, they're worthy of double honor. So I'm glad that they're on vacation. I'm glad that they're on sabbatical. Shout out to them. All right, let's, let's get to it. Um, so um, again, a little bit about me. Uh, I want to tell you a little bit about my background. Uh, I, want, I, I, actually, I came from like, a, like, a, like a, a dire upbringing, you know what I mean? I came from like, you know, a really, you know, crazy, you know, childhood growing up, it was a little crazy for me. I think some of you guys will understand and some of you guys might not understand, but I had African parents. I had African parents. I had an African, specifically African dad. Anybody have an African dad? Okay, we, we got some people that know and we, we can meet outside and we can, you know, trauma bond and we can, you know, share our battle scars because... You know, growing up with an African dad is not, it's just not easy, man. It's, it's really, it really isn't. There's just like this prototype of, of like this African father that, that my father meets it exactly. Like they're, they're really stubborn, really stubborn. Don't, you can't argue with, they can't say, you can't, you know, very combative, very prideful, very cheap, very cheap, you know, fighting about toilet paper and and paper towels and stuff like that, you know? And I don't, I don't know, like, my dad is like, like, I don't know if he got a lot of hugs growing up because he's just, he's just, like, really hard, like, really just emotionally hard. Like, I, I, was, on a, I was on a call with him, like, a couple, a couple weeks ago, and I said, yo, yo, I love you, dad. And he said, oh, that's good. <laughs> well done, well done. Thank you, son. I'm like, you know, I'm like... Can't, I can't get it. All right, cool. But I get it. You know, my, my, my dad, he's, he's emotionally hard. And be, besides being emotionally hard, he's just, just hard on us. He's like, he's just a hard critiquer. He critiques everything. I think um, there's this uh, kind of well-known uh, just um, success in, path to succession for African people. You only could be three things. What is those three things? 
doctor, lawyer, engineer. You guys know it. You know it. If, you, if you're anything outside of that, you, you're pretty much a failure. Like, you, you're pretty much didn't do anything with your life. And it's like, and, and then if you, if you decide to do anything in the arts, then you're really like, and it's really like messed up, you know? But I, um, I didn't really, like, I didn't live that, like, family matters, like, like, full house lifestyle. I know that there's, you know, a lot of people have that, like, emotional tie to their dad, but I, 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 I didn't have that. But, you know, my dad wasn't perfect, but he, he was a solid guy, man. He was there every day. He, he, he loved, at least he loved, I know he loved my mom. <laughs> he showed love to my mom. At least we know that. But he made sure that that there was food on the table. He fed all our five kids, all those five kids. And, and one of the things that, that he did and, and that I appreciate the most, now that I'm, especially now that I'm a father, one of the things, he, 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 he gave me this, 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 this idea, this, this, this cultural value very early on in my life. He put these, these cultural values that led to me having a strong cultural identity. And, and they're with me to this day. My father would say, like, remember the house from which you came from. Sorry, my, my accent is really bad. <laughs> but remember, remember the name in, in which you came from. And, and when I left the house, I, that's something that stuck with me. And I, I would make sure that I would leave, come back to the house at, a, at an appropriate time because I, I, I knew I didn't want to get in trouble. Um, but, um, yeah, I just, just these things, these principles that, that he, he just drilled in me very, very early on. There's this, especially like in, in, in African culture that I, I still do now. Like, like you, you heard of the thing like calling shotgun? Y'all know what I, like there's no calling shotgun in my house because we, we respect the idea of respecting your elders. So if you're one day older, <laughs> if, you're, if you're two months older, you got the front seat. That's just how it is in my house. Um, there, there's, another, there's another principle like African people do not shake with their, their left hand. You only shake with your right hand. I, I, I messed up this morning. Like I shake somebody with my left hand and I just felt disgusted. I just, I just felt weird because, you know, it's just been drilled into me that, that you don't shake with your, <clears throat> with your left hand. You shake with your right hand because in, in African culture, you, you actually clean yourself with your left hand, if you know what I mean. Like, you clean yourself with your left hand. So if, if, you, if you shake your hand with, with your left hand, it's kind of like a sign of disrespect. If you ever want to get, like, troll an African dad, or you just use, shake, try to shake with your left hand, they'll be really upset, I promise you. But yeah, my, my, my dad, like, he, he, he drilled into me this, 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 this idea that, that your identity impacts lens in how you see the world. And I'm glad, I'm glad at a very young age that, that he, he taught me that how you see yourself matters, but, but also how other people see you matters. And I believe that, that this sermon and this scripture speaks directly to identity. Identity is so important because it creates the narrative of our lives. You know, I think we, we all, you know, can cultivate or create this like personal identity that we have. Everybody has their own personal identity. And, and everything that we do 
Everything that, how we dress, how we talk, it follows that identity. If you, if you see yourself as a winner, if you see yourself like you got that mamba mentality, it's, it's going to manifest in the things that you do. It's going to manifest in the things that you say. It's going to manifest on how you practice, how you train. Likewise, if you see yourself as a victim, you're going to experience life as a victim. Your, your, your lack of, of self-worth or your self-worth or your lack thereof is tied into your identity. Your values or like thereof, lack thereof is tied into your identities. I love the way that Pastor Philip Anthony Mitchell, he, he's from Atlanta, I love the way that he said this. He, he says that there's identity, functionality, Influence. Can y'all repeat that for me? Identity, functionality, influence. Y'all got it, you got it, you got it. So we have an, an identity that impacts the way that you function and, and it influences your impact on the world. And, and we as Christians, we have this identity that, that should impact the way that we function on earth. It should create this, this powerful and this, this righteous impact on the world. It should. It should. But, but here's the thing, y'all. There's this thing about identity. That, that Your identity can either be designed or assigned. I'm going to repeat that. Your identity can either be designed or assigned, meaning that it's not only what, what you latch on to. It, it's, it's, it's also about what latches on to you. I'm, I kind of describe a little bit who I am. I'm an I'm a African-American millennial. You know, I'm a husband. I'm a father. Uh, I'm somebody who loves hip-hop. Um, but, but most importantly, some, I'm somebody that, that, that loves Jesus, and that impacts everything. But when I, when I take a look back on my life, I realized that there's people in my life that had influence, managers, teachers, mentors, and whether they wished me well or not, they had an authoritative influence in my life and they can assign, they had the ability to assign an identity on me. And, you know, to be honest, it, 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 made me, it makes me nervous thinking about it because I think about like all the identities that I picked up along the way that never truly were supposed to be assigned to me. I think about how many identities, you think about it, how many identities have we been indoctrinated with? How many identities, especially, I don't know who's Christian here, I don't know who's putting their, their faith in Jesus, but how many identities that we've taken on that, that doesn't have nothing to do with the identity that Christ has given us? And people of God, we, we have reached a level of identity crisis especially in the church of, of, of the United States. We have people storming the Capitol with Jesus save signs. We have America that's supposed to be a country founded on Christian values, but there's policy after policy after policy of anti-Christian laws being passed. We have, we have real life churches, real life churches to actually pray to, to Beyonce. That's a fact. 
It's crazy. That prayed to Beyonce. Real life Christian believing churches, that Christ believing churches that pray to Beyonce. It's crazy. As 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 a lovely Yolanda would say, the director of discipleship would say, if if Paul was alive right now, there would be a letter to the, the, to the church of the United States. There would be a church, there would be a letter to the church of the United States. And I I, I think I, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I think, I think, I think as Epiphany Church, I think there each and every one of us here, our, our, our identity is in jeopardy. In the church and outside the church as well. And I think a little bit, there's, it's, there's, there's partly our fault. We, got, we have good news and we have bad news. There's, the good news is that God has an assignment for you. God has an assignment for each and every one of you. God has an, a purpose and a mission for each and every one of us that's tied to our identity. But the bad news is I believe that that issue that we as the global church and individually have not prioritized our identity. Remember, it's identity, functionality, influence. When, we, when, when, when our identity in Christ has been deprioritized. Our functionality is now ineffective and our influence is now muted. And now we, it takes us to the scripture. It takes us to the scripture, Matthew 5, Matthew 5, uh, Matthew 5, verse 13. And we'll take a look at that. Verse 13 says that you are the salt of the earth. But if salt lost its taste, how should its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Jesus, he, he beautifully says this, this uh, verse 13. He says, he, 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 he compares the, the physical element of salt with our, our, our spiritual kingdom assignment. He says that you are, which, which I believe is, is the two most important words in this whole scripture, and I, and I think the whole chapter, is you are, and it's so powerful, it's so meaningful to me, and you might be like, yo, this is, this, this is kind of basic, like you are, like this is just two words. But I, I, I think that is so, the reason why I think that is so powerful is because the phrase doesn't say that you ought to be salt. It doesn't say that you should be salt. It doesn't say that you, you will one day be salt. It says that you are salt. It says that you are salt. So Jesus, meaning the collective you, meaning all of us, meaning those who, who, who fall in line in the, the kingdom of God that are followers of Christ, it said that you are Salt, you have the identity of salt without doing anything, without even trying. And then you, you, you might be like, yo, Timmy, you know, like, like, why is that important? Who cares? Like, we salt, come on. Like, it's just salt. You get it? Like, salt shaker. Okay, cool. Um, but it, I, I think when we, when, we, when we pull the context, when we pull the, the context, in ancient uh, Jerusalem, salt was a very, very valuable 
um, commodity and it had multiple values. And I think we know that, that salt, we know the modern day salt, you know, you get it at your, your favorite restaurant. What, what restaurant y'all go to? What's y'all favorite restaurant? Applebee's, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Applebee's, that's a throwback. <laughs> Who, what's your favorite restaurant? What's your favorite restaurant? Peaches, peaches, all right, all right, cool, 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 cool. So me, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I, li I like Tatiana, you know what I mean? Tatiana is dope. And, and Tatiana, you don't need the salt. <laughs> you don't need the salt in Tatiana. You, you might need help getting reservations, but you, you, don't, need, you don't need the salt. But you suck. <laughs> you in ancient in ancient Jerusalem, they, they, they used it much more than than just for taste. I think a lot of us know, probably heard of it as as a preservant. They you, you they put they put it in meat. They packed it in meat, so so they would be able to preserve the meat for longer. It was a preservant. It stopped the decay of bacteria. I think a lot of us know that. They, that's what they used it in, 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 um, in ancient Jerusalem. And they also <laughs> used it for currency. Because salt was so valuable, some people actually bartered salt for wages. Like people would work for salt. And it was like, like a, kind of a form of currency, like a fake currency, like Bitcoin. Um, that's an all shade, but um, <laughs> um, they, they also used it as a medicine, right? They used it as a medicine. Y'all ever heard of Epsom salt? So they used it as a medicine. It wasn't like pharmacy, so they used more natural medicines. They, you, you, you get in the tub, and, and, and if you had inflammation, the inflammation would go away, or, or those with skin problems, they would, they would use the, 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 the sea salt to like wipe the dead skin cells away. They would, they would use it for medicine. But one of the most interesting things that I, that, that I, that I recognized while reading and while studying and while, while, while in the scriptures, Jesus doesn't use any of these uses in his analogy. Can I, can I do some teaching real quick? So we know that, that scripture interprets scripture, right? So we, if we could take a look at, at Luke's account, if we, we could pull that out. If you, look, if you look up at Luke 14... 34 and 35. Let's look at that real quick. If we could pull that up. Verse 34 says, salt is good, but if salt lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? Verse 35 is important. If it, it is of no use either for the soil or the manure pile, it is thrown away. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So we know that, right? We, we see this, this, this in the text. We see, we get a little new context for this text, right? We see that, I guess we could see, we can, we can have this assumption that Jesus is talking about putting salt into, into the soil, Right? We can assume that. And then when we go back, I actually recognize when we go back into the, the original text in Matthew, in Matthew 5, and it, it, you, 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 when you derive that, that word earth and you, you get it in its original form, the original meaning for that, that word earth, 
it, it, it doesn't mean globe. It doesn't mean like world. It means good farming soil. And I think that that's so important for us to know as Christians because we really need, God is calling us to a specific identity. God is calling us to a specific thing. So we need to know exactly what this is. This was a special type of salt. A special type of salt that, that went into the soil. They, they, they took it from the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is about uh, 27% salt. They, they scraped it from the Dead Sea and they put it into soil. They, the, the, there was two uses for this. They put it in the soil to, to fertilize the soil, right? There was things that, they, that helped the, 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 the soil grow and, and crops and things. It helped fertilize. But then the second one is it's a little... I'm not trying to be graphic or anything, but it's a little, it's a little, it's a little, you know, I'm going to just get to the point. So, um, so we, we, we know in, in Luke 14, it said, it said that it's no longer good for the soil and it's also no longer good for manure pile. And one of the things that I found out looking into this, that they weren't talking about animal manure. They were talking about human manure. I'm trying to keep it classy, but this is what it is. This is what it is. But so in, in, in ancient uh, Jerusalem, they, they used to have these outhouses. They didn't have the classy bathrooms that we got. They used to have these outhouses and they would go and, and, and have these outhouses and they would keep a heap of, of salt right next to the, the, the outhouse and they would put the salt in after somebody went to the bathroom to... to, to, to Disinfect, the word lost me, disinfect the soil. It was like a neutralizer to help the soil. Like, you don't want all these nasty things happening in the soil. You wanted to neutralize the soil. So it was a fertilizer and a neutralizer. And that's so important to know, right? It's so important to know because, like, they didn't have, like, Febreze or the poopery stuff right there. That's what they had. They had... This, this, this element, and Jesus says that you are the salt of the soil. So you are people who stop bad things from growing and spreading, and you are people who promote the growth of good things. That's who we are. That's what God is calling us to be. That is what God is calling us to in, in the scriptures. And as, as we continue in, in, in verse 13, he says, he uses this rhetorical question for us to ponder. He says, but if salt loses its taste, how should, we, how should its saltiness be restored? And, and I, I just love that. I, lo I love the way Jesus does this because me, I'm, I, I, I'm a little bit like my dad. I'm a little bit stubborn. I'm, a little, I'm hard to correct, and I don't like a direct rebuke. You got you to gotta kind of like soften it up for me. And... and he, he asks this question to ponder your mind, to, to, to have you think about, you know, what you ought to do. And, and uh, one of the people who do this the best is actually my wife. My wife over there, she's my wonderful wife here. Y'all guys, give it up for my wife, my beautiful wife here. Y'all see that? All that hair. You see that hair? That hair? All that hair is hers, by the way. All that hang time. Inches. You know what I mean? Inches. Beautiful. It's mine, y'all. <laughs> but, but my wife, one of, 
besides the many other reasons, uh, one of the reasons why it was so easy to choose my wife is because she didn't, she, didn't, she knows who I am. She knows that I'm a prideful guy, that she can't just directly just correct me like, but she would, she would just ask these qualifying questions like, do you think that's a wise decision? <laughs> do, do, you, do you think that's the right thing to do? And I'm telling you, all you single ladies, please take note, take note, take note. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it helps, it helps, especially for people like me. Um, but my wife, my wife, it does that and, and, and she, it, it, it would perk my heart. It would make me think like, is it the right decision? Maybe I should reconsider. And, and Jesus does the same thing. He asks this rhetorical question that makes us ponder. He, makes, he asks this <coughs> rhetorical question that makes us ponder. How can salt lose its saltiness? I, I thought about it. I'm like, hmm. Salt is actually sodium chloride, right? And like, you really can't, you know, anybody that knows a little bit about chemistry, I really, you really can't, like, salt really can't lose its saltiness unless, unless it's diluted, unless it's contaminated, unless there's other elements to like water it down. I don't, I don't, I, I, <laughs> I know, you know, I'm sounding all profound and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm actually a gangster movie connoisseur, you know what I mean? This, that's, I love, I love gangster movies, Top Boy, Paid in Full, that's Narcos, that's where I'm at, that's where I live at. My, my wife always, you know, tries to like shame me for it, but I'm, you know, God is still working on me in that area. But in those gangster movies, when, when, when they, when they had this product, I'm talking about drugs at church, God. Help me, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. But stick with me, guys. Stick with me, guys. When they, when they, would, when they would get low on the product, right? When the product would be low. Stick with me, guys. Stick with me, guys. Come on. Stick with me, guys. So when the product would get low, right? They couldn't be able to, like, re-up or whatever, whatever. What they would do... What they would do, they would take something that's pure and add to it. They would add like a baking soda to it. They would add, and, and, and people, when people got the, the product, they, they would know that this is not good product, right? I learned that. Similar, <laughs> come on, stick with me, guys. Stick, there's, there's application at the end of this. I learned that there's, similar to drug dealers, they, they had salt dealers. They had salt dealers. And, and, and when, when they would run out of salt, a bad, immoral salt dealer, what they would do is they would mix salt with sand. They would mix salt with sand, and, and then people would buy it thinking that it's a pure product. They would take it. They would come back and try to fertilize, fertilize their ground, but it wouldn't work. And because it didn't work, they would take it and throw it on the ground. It didn't work. It was contaminated. It was contaminated. And, and Jesus' analogy shows us there's nothing worse than a contaminated batch of salt. Likewise, people of God, there's nothing worse. There's, no, there's nothing a, a, a worse thing that we can do than, than, than to contaminate our witness, than to contaminate our identity with Christ, to, to uh, contaminate a pure product of Jesus Christ with other identities. And I, I, I'll show you how we do it. We do it like, yo, 
Yo, I'm, I'm a progressive. I'm a progressive Christian. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a conservative Christian. Oh, I'm, 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 one of, I'm, I'm an emotional Christian. Like I, you know, I'm, I lean on my emotions. I'm an emotional Christian. Or I'm, I'm a, I'm a, this is the one that I get the most. I, I, I'm, the, I'm, the sassy, I'm the sassy Christian that got hands and I'll cuss you out. I, I have a sense that, that a couple people need to repent of that one. I, have, I just have a little sense. But it's, it's, it's something that we try to do. We add and we try to insert ourselves into what God is doing in our lives. But we're not the Savior God is. God is calling us to be salt, but we want to be lorries. God, God is calling us to salt, but we want to be adobo. God is calling us to be salt, but you, you want to be saison. <laughs> Come on. Don't contaminate the good work that God is doing in you. He says it in Ephesians 2, verse 10. He's that we are his workmanship. We are his prize. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, created for his good works. God wants to use us. God wants to use you. But we have to get out the way. We have to. Now, now light. So God, God also assigns us the, the identity of light. Again, signed it. He says, you are light. And, and, and I think it's interesting because in John 8, 12, Jesus says that I am the light and whoever follows me will, will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So for me, this is comforting. This is comforting. This is, this is just a, a game of follow the leader. That is just a game of follow the leader. He says, I am the light and whoever follows me they are the light too. The more that we follow Jesus, the more that we exemplify Jesus, the light, the brighter our light gets. Y'all feel me? He also, they also talk about the, they have, like this has this, this special command in, 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 when they're talking about light. It says, it says, nor do people light a lamp underneath the basket, but they on a stand but they put it on a stand and it gives light to the, all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men so that they can see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Just, just like, like any light, it has to be elevated to get exposure to, to maximum darkness. You, you know, you see, you see these, these, air, these, these floor lights, you know, they cool, they vibe, you see them? You see these, these floor lights? But what, what would happen, what would happen if we took out all the other lights? It's, it's kind of dark in here, you know what I mean? Like, we can't really see each other. Y'all probably would bump, in, bump into each other to, to get to the bathroom. This, this, this light is not getting maximum exposure, but, but God calls us to put the light. Elevate the light so we can get maximum exposure. You know, Epiphany, the production team stepping it up. They stepping it up. You 
you know, I, I think about the, 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 the context of ancient, ancient Jerusalem about when I'm when thinking about light too. And I think about like, you know, they didn't really have like we, the, the production team can flip on these lights. We have these recessed lightings. This is cool. This is dope. But like back in the day, like we didn't have those switches. They didn't, they didn't have none of this. They, what, what, what did they use for light? Who somebody said it over here? What'd they say? Fire. They use fire as light. They use fire as light. I think, I think I, what, what, what really was impactful for me is to, to understand that when God is calling us to be light, it was this, this fire. It was a lamp. It was something that was controlled, but it was also something that was dangerous. And I think that we have this idea that, that, that our Christian walk is, is, people might see it as passive. They might see it as something that is docile, but we're, we're called to be fire. We're passionate. We're consuming. Y'all, y'all remember that, that, that wildfire in Canada that, that <laughs> came all the way to, to New York City? And, and every time we walked outside, it looked like there was like a filter on walked outside, you, you, you opened your mouth and it tasted like chalk. Like, it was like really bad. It was really bad, but it was, it was, it was crazy that, that a fire that was hundreds of miles away made its reach in a city like New York. It still impacted a city like New York. And, I, and I, as, I, as I started to read this scripture, I just imagined just little fires everywhere. Little fires everywhere in Brooklyn. And how, 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 how dope would it be? How awesome would it be if, if our fires would be so ignited and, and, and so, so consuming that it would take impact miles and miles away? What we did here in Epiphany would influence what happened in, in Canada, in Florida, in Asia. Man. So I, I just want to end with this, like, yo, you, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And I'm not, I'm not just quoting, I'm not quoting the scripture. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you individually that you are salt, not by anything that you've done or that you're doing. You are right now salt. God has placed that identity on your heart, placed that identity on you. If you've accepted Jesus, you are salt. You are light right now at this very moment. And that brings us to this call, this identity, functionality, and impact. We have this identity, our functionality, how we live our lives in Jesus Christ. And what what is your impact? Or is, is, there, is there sand that is contaminating your witness? Is there sand that's contaminating your witness? Do we, do we prioritize our relationship with God? Do we, we prioritize our identity with God over every identity that we have? Does it impact? The, the, when we make a decision, does, does our identity in Christ impact um, that decision over every other identity that we have? I just urge you to just take on that full mantle, 
to take on this, this full vision that God has for your life, the full purpose that God wants for you. And you can start by just, just understanding who God wants you to be. The more that you know what God, the more that you know what God wants you to be, the better that you could be at it. I, I, I'll end with this. I'm running out of time. <laughs> um, I think, I, I believe that God can do it for you. Like, I think there's a lot, there's a lot of barriers that we think about. Um, there's a lot of barriers that we think that um, for us walking into this light, walking into this power that God has for us. I think there's, people don't feel like they're qualified. People don't feel like they're, they're, they're meant to, they're, they're ready to, to actually walk and live a life for God, but God is preparing you right now. And I have faith that God will meet you exactly where you're at. The plan for your life is set. The destiny for your life is set. You just need to walk into it. I, I'm, I'm a living proof of that. I promise you I'm a living proof of that. Like, you know that song? How did you get here? You're not supposed to be here. That's me. That's, that's me. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm telling you. Like, like, like growing up, I, I literally took speech classes from literally kindergarten to like high school. I literally, like, like growing up, they, they put me in ESL classes and the English for, as a second language, I only know one language, which, and that's English. I'm, y'all laughing, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. People, you know, put an identity on me for failure. But I know that God had a calling on my, on my life. And, it, and, and if, I, if I would have took on the identities that people have for me, if I would have accepted it and not take on God's identity, I, I wouldn't be here. I'm not here because this is like a fun thing to do. Ha ha, joke, joke. Nah, this is God's business. This is serious, man. I know we, we joke, we laugh, but like I, God, God really has a calling on my life and, and I accepted it. God has a calling on your life and I, I just urge you to accept it. I urge you to accept it. So I, I'll just pray us out. Lord God, your people are here, Lord. Your people are here, Lord. Lord, there's, there's some people that are questioning their identity now questioning how they could walk in their identity, oh Lord. So I ask you to meet them right now, oh Lord. Give them the courage, give them the strength to walk in the identity that you have signed for them, oh Lord. We pray that the Spirit would just continue to move in their heart right now. Not just now, but as they walk out of the building and let it reminisce, oh Lord. And let it sit and let these, the seeds get planted, Father God. We know, oh Lord, your church, your church, oh Lord, is meant to impact this world, oh Lord. You called us to be salt and light. So let it manifest, oh Lord. Let it manifest, oh Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus that it manifests, Father God. We call on to you and we, we bless your holy name. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen.